The following program is underwritten in part by Schmidt's Naturals. Smell seriously amazing and support animal conservation with Schmidt's special edition Lily of the Valley Natural Deodorant. Created in collaboration with the Jane Goodall Institute, 5% of each purchase goes to animals in the wild. Learn more and pick up your stick now at schmitz.com. The following program is also underwritten in part by... My dog Annie recently broke her leg. Thankfully, she's protected by Embrace Pet Insurance. Embrace offers one simple plan for unexpected accidents and illnesses. To learn more, visit EmbracePetInsurance.com. Policies underwritten by a licensed insurer of American Modern Insurance Group. Coverage subject to policy terms and conditions. Celebrating the connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio, featuring veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, groomer Joey Villani, news director Lori Brooks. And now, from the Red Barn Studios, here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Thanks, big guy. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405 to reach out to Dr. Debbie or to Joey Villani, the dog father. Good morning, dog father. How are you doing today? I'm, I'm, wow, this is, you know, I'm, I'm getting royal treatment here. Good morning. Um, no, it's going great, Hal. How's things with you? Splendid. Uh, we, you know, we have a cancellation on today's show. And poor Judy, she works so hard to, uh, you know, really book the show and get the guests on time and in the right place. And you just had a cancellation with like in the last 20 minutes. Yes. So that, that puts, a, that most shows would be in a bind with that. But, you know, we are on our 1,000, is this 1,002? Yes, it is. Yes, 19 years of doing this, and we've had a million celebrities. Well, we've, not a million, probably <laughs> close to 1,000 great celebrities and experts on the show. So we're going to reach into the uh, vault today and pick out a celebrity that uh, we've had on the show. The big question, you know, yes, go that's ahead. That's actually good because we've had so many great guests on. That's a problem. You know, sometimes I think back of, you know, at some of the guests that we've had on and, and I always say, oh, it would be cool to hear that interview again. So that's pretty cool. It's like, it's like, it's like a rerun, rerun, but it's not. It is cool. It yeah. is a flashback, but it's a problem in that. How do you pick? Which one do there's you pick? So there's been so many. If there's one that comes to your mind, let us know. I know you were talking about Josh Demal. Yes. Because you think he's hot. Of course. And <laughs> he is. I, of course, think of Jenna Fisher, but I think oh, she's, yeah. she's played a couple of times. Yes, oh, we have. You know who else was funny was Paul Reiser. Yes, that one came to my mind, too. Yeah. Yes. So if you have any ideas, let us know if there's a particular celebrity that uh, you've heard on the show in the last 19 years that you'd like to hear again. Toll free, one 866 405 8405. Can I got- give my request? Yes, absolutely. Okay. The last interview before he passed away, oh. who was it? Uh, Davy Jones? Yeah. Davy Jones, yes. the monkeys. Oh, yes. yes. We, yeah, remember? We were the last interview. Okay, so let's one. write all these down and we'll, we'll kind of pick one before the end of the show today. Of course, between now and then, it's all about you. Toll free at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Call now. Judy will get you all queued up. Joey, what are you working on for today's show? I want to talk about the importance and why everyone needs to go see their professional groomer. Not just the dogs with coat, but all dogs and cats. Hi, Ann. What's going on with your schnauzer? I'm trying to get her to get back of eating her dog food. My husband gave her some potato scraps, and now she will not eat her food. Uh, she's on two days without eating, and mm-hmm. I had to try to figure out what to give her. <laughs> She's uh. just not eating anymore. That's the one. And also the second one was um, the vitamin, the vitamin for her. 
Uh, see what you recommend. Uh, we've heard about the... Um, What's the name of that vitamin? Dynavite. Dynavite. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sure. Now, the first question I'll have for you is, what did your husband feed her that she just wants oh to turn away from God. dog food? He's terrible. Uh, she's a little trucker dog, and he has <laughs> given her hot dogs. Oh. Uh, oh, my. So, I, I mean, I had her in a good diet and everything, and he kind of threw her off. Now she doesn't want to eat her dog food, and I mean, I tried mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. I, I don't know how many brands of dog food I've gone through now. Yeah, and you know what, this is a kind of a common problem when dogs discover the good stuff that's out there beyond the kibble. And my general rule is um, that if we're trying to get a dog to transition back to dry food or to a regular diet that we know that they've um, taking, taken in the past, if she's had this flavor of the good old ballpark franks in her mind and she's got that on her mind, you know, it can go two days. I even go three days. Um, a dog will not starve to death in that time frame. But they know if they hold out long enough that usually that refrigerator opens and we kind of cut something up and mix it into their food and they realize, yeah, that's pretty much great. It's worth it. So they learn that pattern and they know how to train us and that's all it is. So if you made it to two days, it's hard to watch and I know it's horrible to say, but you can do it and um, it does take consistency. If at two days um, you give in and you give her that hot dog in with her food, we're not really kind of training away from that. Now some folks would say, you know, gosh, can we find a middle ground? And, and maybe, maybe Maybe we can try if, if we're, she's not going to take the dry food, we don't want to give hot dogs, we can find maybe a happy medium, uh, maybe a semi-soft consistency food that has the flavor of something like that where we can kind of trick her. Um, the other thought is some folks will use the um, little pet gravies um, to dress the dry food and try to use that as a temporary way to kind of wean them back to their regular diet. But yeah, she's, she's clever. I'm sorry, I tried the uh, the gravy, and it just gave her the runs terribly. <laughs> I think it's tough yeah. love. You're saying you need to do a little tough love for two, three days there. And uh, same thing for your husband. Do. He can't be eating hot dogs every day either. <laughs> yeah, tell him that. <laughs> but yeah, I heard one of the other callers calling in and saying that he had a schnauzer with diabetes, and that just kind of freaked me out too. They, oh my God, mm-hmm. I don't want our getting, you know, eating all this food and then getting sick on me. Yeah, and and the heart of it is really if we can keep our pets on a good quality dog food, minimize the table scraps, the extra treats, then that should serve as a quality diet. So you asked about kind of supplements and things like that. You know what, I... Most people would say, or most veterinarians would say, there's no need for a, a nutritional supplement if we're on a good quality dog food. Um, so that being said, mm, I'm different. I give my dogs a pet tab every day, partly because they like it, partly because it gives me a little extra assurance. Um, but as far as uh, it's not something mandatory, you don't have to give vitamins to your dog unless there's a health problem. So, um, you know, Dynavite's out there. Um, some people love it. Um, I haven't fallen in love with it. I don't think it's bad, but I don't know that it's, you know, going to be a cure-all for a lot of issues. So, <laughs> Okay. Well, you answered my question. Well, that's what I'm going to do with her because I really need to get her back on and my, the diet that I had her on. <laughs> Not mm-hmm. <that> yeah. diet. <laughs> you go. You be strong, okay, with both your dog and I'll your husband, it. okay? 
I know. I'll, I'll let him know. <laughs> well, thanks for calling. Thank thanks so for much. listening to Animal Radio. Well, hello, Taryn. Hey, how are you? Good. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Where are you? I'm in Kentucky, outside Can... Louisville. I, I could almost hear your accent. Yeah, well, I'm from Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's switching it up on us here. Yeah. yeah. So how are you animals? i got Dr. Debbie right here. She can help. Oh, well, good. Yeah, we have a two-and-a-half-year-old Brittany Spaniel. We bought her because we intend to breed her. We actually had a stud ready for her for her next heat cycle, but she appears to be pregnant. And from okay. all my research, all the symptoms that she have wouldn't be false pregnancy because she's too far out of heat. And okay. she's producing milk now. Okay. Um, I can't feel any puppies, though, you know, I've never had to feel for puppies before. She doesn't look bigger. Okay. But um, how do you know for and, sure? And no chance that there's a boy around, or is that well, kind you know, of a vague possibility? You know, unless something came in our yard <laughs> and we kenneled her for part of the time she was in heat. But it's possible, but we didn't see anything okay. happen. Well, never underestimate the power of hormones in dogs. So that's what I always like to say. Boys and men, especially. <laughs> I know. I have I have boys, and yeah. <laughs> I guess the question and the answer to that is: both false pregnancies and a true pregnancy last typically about the same time. So about sixty-four days is the general norm. So, you know, we're at that time frame where if we don't see puppies dropping and we don't really feel comfortable that this is a pregnancy, you can get the answer to the solution very quickly. Um, number one would be you can see your veterinarian and have an ultrasound done. That would be one of the most efficient ways at this point to see if we're pregnant. Okay. Um, the, the true reality is that false pregnancies are not uncommon, and dogs will go through all of those signs of pregnancy, including some weight gain, milk production, nesting behaviors, and even carrying around little dolls like babies. Right. Some of the hormonal effects may last beyond what a regular pregnancy would. Um, so that's where if it's getting past that 64-day period of time and there's no babies, you know, you may still be going through some hormonal surges from this kind of whole uh, roller coaster okay, called the false pregnancy. Okay, because her area is very swollen, and she has a rash. She's been licking herself constantly, and at first we thought maybe it was like allergies or, you know, some skin irritant. And then we started thinking, well, hormone surges in women cause skin problems. Maybe, you know, now that we're thinking she's pregnant, would that be mm-hmm. part of it? Could they even have that if they're not pregnant? Sure could. Either scenario. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Now, when you look at her, I mean, does she look like she's gained a tremendous amount of weight? Not a lot. She does look a little thicker, and her abdomen is a little, you know, like they say, firmer, and, Mm -hmm. you know, it looks bigger. She looks like a cow. My boys think we should milk her. I mean, she's taking a lot of milk. Well, definitely, and that milk is kind of freaky because, you know, especially if, if we have a dog that we know has not been around male dogs and this happens, it's kind of like weird, huh? But, it's very you know, weird, and it's not out of the realm of possibilities. We just, did, you know, we didn't let her go out and find a boyfriend, and we don't know what dog would have been in the yard. We just moved uh-huh. here. We had only been here a month before she went into heat. Is there, yeah. is there a stick that dogs can pee on, Doc? How do you find out? Is it a blood <laughs> test? Idea. You know, that's a great question on that. And I don't know that the human uh, pregnancy test can actually be used for uh, dogs. Um, but I'd say the easiest way I could suggest to, to kind of get to the root of this would be see the vet. Um, okay. You know, and if, if she were here and I could feel her belly, you know, I could probably tell you a little bit more as well. But I, I'd say for her safety and, you know, for if there is a pregnancy, getting to see a veterinarian would be important. And there's also some benefits in that because if we have a pregnancy, 
see, a lot of times we will take x-rays of the babies so we know how many to anticipate. So there's some pre-planning steps that, you know, we don't always like these teenage pregnancies where they're unanticipated. We try to get ahead of them That's so right. we know what, what we're getting like into. 15 or 16, we're so disappointed. <laughs> no, she's, you said she's two years, right? Yeah, about two and a half. She's just a foolish young adult, that's all. Uh, <laughs> gotta watch out for those foolish young adults. Good luck, and let us know how that uh, turns out there, Taryn. Well, this sweet-smelling portion of Animal Radio is underwritten in part by Schmidt's Naturals. Smells seriously amazing and support animal conservation with Schmidt's special edition Lily of the Valley Natural Deodorant. It was created in collaboration with the Jane Goodall Institute, and 5% of each purchase supports animals in the wild. Learn more at Schmitz.com and thank Schmitz for underwriting Animal Radio. People say less is more. At Red Barn, we think less is better. It's what you won't find that sets our natural premium pet food apart. No byproducts, no corn or soy, no fillers. Just the natural ingredients your pets need to live the healthy life they deserve. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Red Barn canned food for cats and dogs is grain and gluten-free. You're listening to Animal Radio. Phones are open at 1-866-405-8405. It is Animal Radio. Coming to you from the Red Barn Studios. Toll free, one 866 405-8405. You can also ask your questions from the free Animal Radio app for iPhone, Android, and BlackBerry. And uh, we were supposed to have a guest coming on, as we do every week. They canceled 25 minutes ago, 20, mm-hmm. 28 minutes ago. So we're scrambling now to find a flashback. Because we love these flashbacks of the many hundreds of celebrities that we've had on the show. Uh, Joey would like to have Davy Jones it was his last interview before he passed. Mm-hmm. You're a, kind of a Josh Demol. Yes, I say Josh Demol. Uh, Lori, have you even chimed in on this yet? No, not yet. I, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm you trying think to about think. it. Who? I'd go for okay. Betty White. Betty White was very good. Yes, mm-hmm. she was funny. Yeah, uh, Nancy Cartwright, the voice of Bart Simpson, also very funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let us know if there's a particular celebrity that you've heard in the past. If you're a longtime listener. Call us, let us know who that is, and who will you vote for as today's flashback. And we'll uh, put it all together and tabulate the numbers and uh, uh, fudge the numbers. <laughs> and and then... Josh Jamal will still win. <laughs> Amazing how that works when I'm in charge of who's on the show. That is funny, Judy. <laughs> There's a few that have passed, like Dom DeLuise mm-hmm. was very funny. He loved his birds. Uh, Leslie Nielsen, the very funny comedian, Leslie Nielsen, was on several times. Mm-hmm. And also very funny. So uh, there's a lot to choose from, and that's the biggest dilemma. So we need your help. No, we're waiting for your help right now. We need your help right now. one 405 Lori, what are you working on for news in about 10 minutes? Well, there's all kinds of animals and pets that can cause salmonella, can transmit salmonella, I should say, to to humans. Um, as Dr. Debbie and I were talking about it, this has been going on for a long time. It's not like it's something new. But the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control, has issued a new alert about one pet causing salmonella. So we'll share that with you. Glenn Close was on the show. I'm sorry. You're just getting off the phone right now. 
who else? Glenn Close? Glenn Close, uh-huh. Good interview. Okay, keep calling. 1-866-405-8405. In fact, if you have a question for Dr. Debbie, let's go there now. Hi, Mike. Hey, how's it going today? Good. How can we help you? Well, I have a Himalayan Blue Point cat. He's about six or seven years old, and he has that acne where he gets uh, black stuff under his chin and around his eyes. And we used to give him prednisone shots, but we... We think that's probably not so great for him in the long run. So I'm wondering, is there a remedy of some kind that we could use to help with the gunk around the eyes and chin? Oh, absolutely. Is, and is that all that's been used so far, is just the the steroid shots? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Acne in cats is actually very common. And uh, basically what you've described, they get little blackheads along the chin area or even on the sides of the face. So... There, there can be different causes of this in cats, so I'd like to look first and try to figure out what potential causes are we dealing with. And believe it or not, a good proportion of cats with acne can have problems like mites, where they can actually have a type of ringworm that could be causing that. So there's some steps that we do to sample the area, screen for that first before we get on a long-term regimen. And I would definitely prefer to use many different other things before I'd kind of touch into the whole steroid well, because that that would be my last option if I could avoid that. And, And there are some topicals that I commonly use for acne if we've eliminated all these other causes, the possible things, as far as the types of antibiotic salves, uh, benzoyl peroxide creams that you apply to the area, and uh, those are more of a maintenance thing. So we, we don't really cure this problem. We're really going for the goal of maintaining and just controlling the problem. So that, that I'd make sure you get in your mind that there's probably not a quick and easy cure unless we find mites or a ringworm infection or something like that. Um, but there are some other products. Um, you mentioned the, the eye discharge, which we see a lot in Himalayans, and it's kind of like uh, their MO, if you will, is to have the brown gunk by their eyes. And some people will use either products to clean them. Um, there are some tetracycline-type antibiotics that we can give orally that can help to decrease the facial staining associated with that. Um, but again, I'm not a fan of using that long-term. It's more just kind of a temporary kind of clean things up. Um, but I would really say that um, for your kitty, you're probably dealing already with tons of hair. The last thing you need to worry about is half popping zits on the chin. So I would really see about get some sampling there on that chin area and make sure we're heading down the right path. Um, but then get you set up with some good uh, gels, maybe like Pyobin gel, which we use on the chin. And I have had some colleagues in dermatology have some good success with a product. It's um, it's actually a newer product, um, and it's called Duxo, D-O-U-X-O. And it's a spot-on treatment you put on a couple times a week, and it helps with some different seborrhea conditions. And um, I haven't used it myself, but some of my friends have used that and said that it works nicely for cats with chronic acne that we don't really get under control with other issues. So might be something else to kind of consider there. One of our cats had acne, and it turned out just to be the bowl that they were eating out of. It was a plastic bowl that would grow uh, mold and all kinds of yucky yeah, stuff. Yeah, well, plastic can scratch, and then bacteria gets and in that, there. That and then when the cat eats out of it, it gets on the chin. So if you use like a ceramic or a metal that can wash, you can wash it really well. went away as soon as we it used a metal mm-hmm. bowl. Yeah, and it can be kind of like an allergy, a contact allergy with plastic bowls. So yeah, you hit upon that right. And then there's other things like food allergies, too, that we can kind of get into, but that's kind of a secondary thing so one 405 right now well this portion of animal radio is underwritten by kensington books inspired by true stories of cats 
Oh, I love it. Cats who have been caught stealing from humans. Even better. The Secret Life of Mac by Melinda Metz is a hilarious and heartwarming novel about an adorable klepto kitty with a passion for thievery and a sideline in helping the humans in his life find the love that they deserve. The Secret Life of Mac by Melinda Metz is available everywhere books are sold, and you can learn more at kensingtonbooks.com. Was that a hiccup? Yes. <laughs> Thanks, Kensington, for underwriting Animal Radio. Something Worth Saving by Sandy Ward is a touching and funny exploration of family life as told by a highly perceptive and outspoken narrator named Lily, who happens to be a cat. Lily is a fiercely loyal friend to her human. So when things start happening in her family, she's ready to step up and prove that she may be tiny, but she's also mighty. Something Worth Saving will make you a believer in the deep connection between humans and their furry friends. Pick up a copy of Something Worth Saving today everywhere books are sold and visit sandywardbooks.com for more info. Hi, this is Elaine Boozler on Animal Radio. Stay new to your pets and some of your exes. <laughs> <laughs> this is an Animal Radio News Update. I'm Lori Brooks. You probably know about the dangers of touching certain reptiles that can transmit salmonella. Uh, well, now there are also other animals as well, but you can also add cute, cuddly hedgehogs to that list. It's true. Government health officials are warning that at least 11 people infected with the outbreak strain of Salmonella typhimurium have been reported from eight states. Missouri has three of those cases. There are another two in Minnesota. And then there's one case each in Colorado, Maine, Mississippi, Nebraska, Texas, and Wyoming. And almost all of those cases happened among children. Now, even when hedgehogs appear healthy, the Centers for Disease Control says they can carry salmonella germs in their droppings. And then those germs can then spread all around the hedgehog's body and then to anything in that area within which they live. So if you have a hedgehog... The CDC says always, always wash your hands with soap and water right after touching, handling, feeding, or caring for it, or cleaning its habitat. And also, if hedgehog habitats or toys require cleaning, they say don't even think about doing that inside. You should do that outside, and certainly not in a kitchen or a bathroom indoors. There's a woman in Pasco, Washington, who owns a grooming salon and is charged with first-degree animal cruelty. She's accused of actually abusing and strangling some of her customers' pets and has told the judge in her case that she should be allowed to continue working in her shop while awaiting trial. Well, that didn't go over too well in Franklin County Superior Court. The judge denied that request rather quickly saying the conditions of her release were put in place for the protection of clients' pets. Former employees of the grooming salon told police that the owner used force to control animals by actually cutting off their air supply. Police say at least one dog and one cat died while in the woman's care at one of her paw spa locations. And according to court documents, several other animals also that had been in her care, required veterinary care for broken bones and injuries. Michelle Burt is her name, and she has pleaded not guilty and has been ordered to stay away from all animals, whether she's working or not, while she is awaiting her trial, which is set to begin in April.
I, I do the same thing. Only I choke the groomer when they do stuff <laughs> like that. I mean, I mean, it's it's. I, I hope I, I hope you. it's not true. I really do, and I hope I'm able to defend another other industry employee um, that you know maybe has some false charges put on them. So I really hope it's not because if it is. Something really has to be done um, when, when I mean, th- th- these are your kids and, y- and you're entrusting them, um, you know, to, mm-hmm. to, to these people. And it's supposed to be a day of beauty, a pampering, and that's supposed to be a horrible, horrific, um, you know, situation. In, in my situation, when it gets bad and, and, and I get overstressed or the dog is, I send them home. Send them home. They want to go home at that point. You know, let somebody else in. Let the, let the veterinarian give it some sort of, you know, light sedative. Take the edge off so at least it's not a horrible day at the salon. You know, I, I didn't work for groomers, but I worked for a vet who would do that. Once the dog got back in the back, away from the sight of its owner, he would slam the dog down on the table. Really? Oh, yeah, and start hitting it to make it. What? Make oh, it my behave. God. Yeah, and this was a vet. Recently, wait, wait, wait. Um, what did you do, Judy? Because I, I mean, I know you, and, and I, you are a big animal person. I, I can't picture you even standing for that. For I, uh, I he, think you would have jumped on his head. Yeah, he owned the company. I quit. That's wow. I could have done more. I should have done more. But at the time, this was you know thirty years ago. Not like you whip out the cell phone and take pictures. Yeah, you can't take right. video of that. So I know there was another vet, and I talked to the other vet, and you know he's like, "Well, I'll talk to him, but it's his company." So. You, you know what would stop a lot of this? And I've and I seen it in, in the AKC Pet Resort in Manhattan because I went to tour their facilities, and it's you know, pretty, pretty nice. But they have cameras in every room. So you want to see what your pet's doing, you just dial in from your cell mm-hmm. phone, and, and you can see exactly, exactly what's going on. You want to stop abuse. You know, I mean, I guess it's no different than a nanny cam, you know, mm-hmm. a, a pet cam. And, and that should be almost mandatory in any type of, you know, pet-related businesses where you're dropping your pet off. I agree. I, I guess it's just searching for someone who is right for you and your pet. Mm-hmm. The character posters for Captain Marvel have arrived. Among them are superhero shots like you see, you know, outside of all the movie theaters, of all the film stars. But this one for Captain Marvel, also on one of those posters, is Goose the Cat. Goose is a a big, handsome, orange tabby cat. And having his own movie poster has cat lovers around the world, all over the Internet, and all Marvel fans alike, guessing at what role Goose plays in the film that is significant enough to snag him such a coveted spot in the movie's promotion. We'll find out soon, though. Captain Marvel, starring Goose and some other humans, opens on March 8th. I love cats with superpowers. I don't think there's enough cats with superpower movies, so this is pretty cool. There's not enough cartoon cats that have superpowers either, right? You're right. We've got a lot of dogs, no cats. I'm not even aware of the dogs. Who are the dogs with superpowers? Um, you got underdog. Yes. You have super dog. Um, you got to, to underdog. Oh, my gosh. That another. was 50 years ago. Yeah, Scooby-Doo. Well, I'm 53. So it's Scooby, Scooby-Doo. But he didn't have superpowers, but he no. was still a cartoon character. I mean, all you had was Felix with a stupid pocketbook of tricks. Come on. <laughs> I'm Lori Brooks. Get more breaking animal news anytime at animalradio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. Check out Animal Radio highlights. All the good stuff without the blah, blah, blah. Browse on over to AnimalRadio.pet. 
Well, here at Animal Radio, we love us some underwriters. They make it all possible for us. This hour is underwritten by Embrace Pet Insurance. Providing nose-to-tail accident and illness coverage for your dog or cat. And it can be customized to fit your budget and needs. Simply take your dog or cat to any vet, submit a claim form, and get reimbursed quickly. For more information, visit them over at EmbracePetInsurance.com to get a quote. And thanks, Embrace, for underwriting Animal Radio. Hi, who is this? Talking with me? I'm talking to you. You're talking to me, I'm talking to you. I'm not talking to you. Okay, I'm Lucy. Hi, Lucy. How you doing? I'm doing good. Where are you calling? Right now, I'm calling in from Maryland. You a driver? Big truck. You drive a big truck. Oh, I love lady drivers. Oh, this is so much fun. I retired from my original career, and now I'm on vacation and getting paid for it. What was your original career? Registered nurse. Do you like this better? Well, I I did nursing for 30 years, and I like that great. But after 30 years, I needed a change, and I love this because I've, I've been doing it for three years, and I've seen the entire country and Canada. And getting so, paid to do it. And getting paid to do it. Oh, you got to love and it. And I get Teddy with me. Teddy. Right. Teddy. He's a half Shih Tzu and half miniature Cocker Spaniel. Does he like traveling with you? He loves it. Mm, okay. He loves it. He's, he's, he's been, you know, I'm, I'm really disappointed that I never had a dog before this. Oh. He is such a love. You just found out about that, huh? Yes, I did. Okay. Well, tell your friends to get an animal. Yeah, I will. Okay. I will. I called you initially because Teddy has a ritual that he does, and I know it's got to mean something, but I don't know what it means. If he's given a treat or if he finds a piece of particular piece of food, I don't know if he, when he likes it or doesn't like it, but he'll touch the tip of his nose to it, back off four inches, touch the floor, touch the food, touch the floor, He'll do that three or four times. Then he takes it and carries it to his bed and buries it. Now, I don't know whether he goes back and eats it or not. I think he does, but I've found like four or five treats in there. What does that mean? (laughs) That's very interesting, Lucy. And hi, I wanted to say hello and welcome to the show today. Hi, Dr. Debbie. Hi. So you don't really know if Teddy's eating these treats later on in the day? No, not not later on in the day because, I mean, I've found, like I said, four or five days afterwards. Yeah, and oh, so you're finding the uneaten treats down the road. Right. Does that kind of behavior go back to the beginnings of canines foraging and hiding their food? You know, it certainly can be. One way we could interpret that behavior is that, you know, he's kind of taking what's his and he's hiding it for a later date. I'm assuming he's the only dog in your in your truck. Yeah. You don't have yeah. other dogs with him? No. So it's not necessarily a competition type thing. It's just probably a, a way that he's kind of being a dog in his maybe somewhat uh, close environmental situations. And I, there could be some uh, psychological interpretation that, you know, maybe he thinks because, you know, the road is moving, um, you know, he has to make sure there's food accessible. Um, and it's hard to kind of understand how much dogs reason and kind of are, right. are reasoning through a situation like this. But I could totally make a case where he might be thinking, you know, I want to make sure I got this little snack later and don't know where I'm going to be. This might just be kind of a normal little uh, quirk with your little fella. 1-866-405-8405. Judy and I were just thinking about the dog. Uh, it was a, a His name was Donnie, and oh, he yes. was a Doberman Pinscher. And he would line up his toys out in the backyard, and he would line them up according to categories with colors and the types of toys. If, if there was a stuffed animal that was a monkey, he would put them with the other monkeys. My own uh, childhood dog, we did some interesting things. I used to think he had a great ability to pick out his favorite treats. I'd line 
up seven treats in a row, and I'd let him smell and lick each one. It looked like he was reasoning through which one he wanted, and he'd get to pick one treat. It's never the same one. He always kind of went and considered each one. So, you know, we don't know what's going up in those little heads of theirs. You're listening to Animal Radio. Phones are open at 1-866-405-8405. Hi, everybody. This is Frankie Avalon, and I love animal radio. Keep listening. That's my dog, Annie. She's healthy now, but recently she broke her leg and I had to rush her to the vet. Thankfully, she's protected by Embrace Pet Insurance. They covered her surgery and reimbursed the claim quickly. Embrace offers one simple plan for unexpected accidents and illnesses that you can personalize to fit your budget. To learn more, visit EmbracePetInsurance.com to get a free quote. Policies underwritten by a licensed insurer of American Modern Insurance Group. Coverage subject to policy terms and conditions. Visit EmbracePetInsurance.com for coverage details. Live at the Red Barn Studios, you're listening to Animal Radio. Here's Hal and Judy. Turn the music down just for a second so everybody can hear Diesel. Can you hear that? Oh, wow. Yes. <laughs> he's quite the snorer there. Yeah. He's, he's sleeping at my feet. I thought that was you, Hal. <laughs> I'm not a snorer like that. But you deal with mostly uh, bulldogs. Uh, those mm-hmm. bronchocephalic dogs that uh, they they have a smished in face like they've been chasing parked cars. And they snore a lot. They do. You I'm don't, used to it. You're used to it. You don't mind. And I I imagine there's probably several in bed at night. Yeah, I, I don't even hear the snoring anymore. And it would probably sound odd, you know, like <laughs> crickets and quiet if I didn't hear it. That's why I don't have one of those dogs. That snoring would drive me bonkers to have a dog that snores. You know, I work for a rescue and um, um, volunteer with the rescue, I should say. But when um, I am writing up the dog's biographies and things like that, I I always try and say if they snore or if they don't or, you know, is a very loud snorer for exactly those reasons, Judy, because... Um, some people love it and think it's so adorable, and other people it would just drive crazy. Yeah, it's cute when you're awake, but when I'm trying to go to sleep, I could not handle that. Yeah. Joey, sorry to butt in on your time. Are you a snorer? You know what? Um, I was when I was 115 pounds heavier. Apparently, it was really bad. Now, apparently, I don't snore at all. So. Uh, wow. Hmm, that's good yeah. to know. So lose a little weight and the snore will go away. Is what, that's what you're telling me? Well, that, mm-hmm. in my case, that's what that's what happened. So <laughs> I don't know if that works across the board. But well, how are you doing today? What's going on in your world? You know, I'm I'm doing really good. And when somebody comes and they have their pet groomed by me, you know, before they walk out the door, I give them their next appointment. And of course, um. You know, that's like membership privileges. If you book your next appointment before you leave, you get all these privileges. But a lot of people say, you know, it, Joey Lonnie, are you doing this to make your pockets fat? Or is there, you know, some benefits to it? And of, listen, I'm, I, I'm, I'm a guy and I like to make money and I like to, you know, go on vacation and all that. But besides that, there is a benefit. Pets usually need to be groomed anywhere from from four to eight weeks after their previous grooming. Now, why is that? And I'm going to have people that are going to argue and say that, you know what, my pets probably only get groomed once a year, if, if that. 
But to, to be quite honest with you, there's there's things that you have to look at besides the haircut and besides the bath and besides the smell and the odor and all that. Um, and that's the nails, okay? Now, some dogs will grind their nails down. They don't need it. But how many times have you looked inside the ear cavity, okay? Or ear canal, I'm sorry. Um, how many times have you looked into the ear canal? How many times have you checked the anal glands? How many times have you just checked the dental of your dog? I mean, these are things that we routinely do, and we clip inside the pads. We're in areas that people aren't. We find lumps, bumps, moles. So there's just a certain, it's almost like a, you know what, it's like a beauty checkup. That's the best way I can explain it. It's a beauty checkup. And it doesn't have to be expensive because a lot of people say, well, I can't afford it. Well, you know, just come in for the nails. If you come for the nails, I still check the ears. I still check your anal glands. I still, or the the dog's anal glands, not the client. Um, (laughs) I still do all of that. You know, just to make sure that, you know, you know that everything is good. And it, it may only cost you $15 because that's all a nail clipping is cost by me, $15. And if you did that once every eight weeks, at least you know, you know what, I have nothing going on. I mean, I don't have to tell you, you know what, Mr. Jones, maybe you need to go to the veterinarian because you have a problem here. That's a great idea. I'm thinking, how stupid am I? I never thought about taking any of my dogs to a groomer to have their nails done because we do it at home. We can Dremel or clip, but so many people actually bring their dogs over to my house and say, can you help me, you know, trim my dog's nails? But so you said it's what, 15 bucks to have? For me, it's $15. I mean, now it could be more in other places and it could be less. But, it, you know, we go for the whole thing, and we see them in an intimate way, okay, and I'm not saying that in a bad way. I mean, let's put it this way. A woman, if they go to get a Brazilian, you're not going to a butcher to have that done. Do you know what I'm saying? So we, we're groomers. We do this. We see and look in areas that most people don't and don't even bother checking their pets out for it. But a lot of times, that's where the situations are, you know. So, okay, but how standard is that, that a groomer is going to do that full service when you go in for a nail clipper? Are they just going to clip the nails and pass them off and do the next one? I mean, how many of them really you know do what? that? It's, it's, okay, and, and, and you're right, but then again, then I have to turn to the pet owner and say, you know what, can you can you check everything? I mean, the pet owner needs to know, and that's what's great about this show, that we talk about this thing, these things. A lot of people don't even know what anal glands are, anal sacs are, but all, all your dogs have them. Some dogs can release them, some dogs cannot. So if you now know this when you go to your groom and say can can you just check them to see if they need to be expressed can you check the ears um you know to, to, to see if they need to be cleaned can you check the teeth and the groom is going to look at it and say you know what your dog needs a dental i would definitely take it to the veterinarian now me personally and the students that i've taught and i've taught thousands of students in the united states and all over the world we, I teach to check everything. It's full service. It's like getting your oil changed in one of the Jiffy Lubes, and they check your tires, and they check your, um, you know, your window washer fluid and all that. That should be standard. You said you give out perks to customers that make their appointments ahead of time. What are those perks? Now, so Sinai, you're getting into the Joey Villani business philosophy here. Okay. <laughs> so you have to book your next appointment before you walk out the door. You can't call me an hour later, and if you do that, Okay, you get 10% off on your next grooming. You get free, free, free and tick treatments anytime if your pet comes in with parasites. We do free de-skunking, and your pets are the first ones in during the holidays, but you can't get an appointment, so you're guaranteed to have an appointment for the holidays and express check-in and check-out. That's the Joey Villani Membership Rewards Program. <laughs> I like that. Work. 
I love it. Joey Vellani on Animal Radio. If you want to talk to him right now, toll free. It is 1-866-405-8405. If you've ever shared your home and heart with a charmingly naughty animal who's always up to mischief, you'll fall in love with MacGyver, the matchmaking klepto kitty in The Secret Life of Mac by Melinda Metz. Hilarious and heartwarming, this possum romantic comedy will have you laughing out loud as Mac, the thieving tabby, steals your heart. The Secret Life of Mac by Melinda Metz is on sale now everywhere books are sold. Visit kensingtonbooks.com for more info. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, groomer Joey Villani, news director Lori Brooks. And now, from the Red Barn Studios, here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Okay, I want you to write down this number. You may not need it now or even today, but you may have a question about your pet at one time or another, and that's when you're going to need this number. It's one of those numbers that's a, it's a toll-free number, even though most calls these days are on some kind of plan anyway. Yeah, you don't covered. pay extra for any calls anymore. But just in case you're at a pay phone. Do they even to, have those anymore? There are still pay phones. <laughs> I have not seen <laughs> far any. Far between. Yeah. Show me one. It in is, museums, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you happen to be in a museum and you have a, a question about your pet, the number is one 866 405 Write that down. Put it on your refrigerator, on your stove, right next to the pictures of the grandkids. So just in case, that question about anal glands is making you crazy at 2 a.m. in the morning. You can call us. Also, <laughs> Hal will answer with glee, right? <laughs> but you know, the other thing that, you know, anal glands, you joke about that, but you know, a lot of times medications or things that a pet is recommended to be on. And a lot of times it just helps to hear someone else say, yeah, you know, that sounds right. That sounds like the standard of care I would believe in for my own pets. So that's what I think that, you know, I enjoy about this role that I have for animal radio is just because sometimes it's good just to ask that friend and that's that's who I hope to be is your pet's friend. Oh, you're like a second opinion. Well, I can be. I mean, granted, I'm not there on the ground looking at your pet face to face, but there's a lot of kind of basic things that um, translate across situations so that we can really talk about, you know, maybe if this is going on and that's going on, where do we go from here or what are my uh, options? Um, so, yeah, hopefully we can help. Okay. And you can also ask those questions from the free animal radio app for iPhone and Android. Now, if you just tuned in, Let me bring you up to date. We were supposed to have a special guest coming up this hour. They canceled at the very last minute. Uh, I don't know if they had a good enough excuse, if they're going to get it. I I want a doctor's note, really. I'd like to see a doctor's note. But uh, they've left us in a little bit of a bind. And, you know, we've been booking the show. Judy's been booking the show for 19 years now. And occasionally, sometimes a guest doesn't show up. So what we've decided for today is we'll reach into the vaults. We've had many... Hundreds of celebrities and uh, expert guests on the show. And the only dilemma now is we want to flash back today. We want to uh, rerun one of those interviews, but we don't know which one. And we're leaning, mostly leaning towards the celebrity interviews. Joey has chimed in. He would like Davy Jones. I like Jenna Fisher. Uh, Judy wants Josh Duhamel, the hunky actor. Uh, I believe that, um, I'm not sure who you decided on there, Lori. We did get calls during the break. Some of the suggestions, Tori Spelling, 
Uh, Phil Kogan from, um, what is oh, that, yeah. Amazing Race. Uh-huh. Eric Idle, oh, the Monty Python yeah, Eric uh-huh. Idle. Dick Van Patten. That was fun. He ate food with us. He ate his pet food. Yeah, us. he's one of the ones that has passed away. Many have passed away. Yes. I always say that animal radio is the stop before you go. <laughs> uh, Dick Van Patten, did I miss that one? Ate his own dog food? Ate his own dog food. And I did, too. So we, he, he made it, right? He used to manufacture it. Yeah, yes. He but ate a stew. I ate a stew, and it was actually very pretty good. Good, yeah. Well, you should see the mess hall here at Animal Radio. I mean, things... <laughs> Joyce Brothers is she still around with us, Doctor Joyce Brothers? She, she, if she, we're all just you know. The older you get, don't you hate that you you, you can't remember if somebody's here or not anymore. Yeah. Uh, I remember she was talking about relationships between humans and animals, and uh, humans and humans that have animals. Uh-huh. Sheena Easton was another suggestion. Eddie Money, Ed Asner, who is still with us. Uh, all of these. Thank you for your suggestions. Toll free 1-866-405-8405. You'll have to stick around the end of this hour. One of those guests will be joining us in a flashback. No drugs needed. Uh, what are you working on over there, Lori? Stranger danger. How, I mean, there's so many services that are on the internet or on apps these days, and we're just turning over our pets to people we don't know to care for them. And some not so good things are happening because of that. Granted, they're not very common, but it does happen. And we've got a story about one of those next. Okay, let's go to line three. It's been ringing all morning. Hey, Beth, how are you? Good. How are you today? Good. Where are you? In the um, great state of Alabama. The South great, Alabama. Great state of Alabama. I love it. I love it. Now, you don't have that Alabama accent, though. Oh, you think not? Well, thank you. <laughs> I'm surprised you say that. <laughs> well, now I'm I hear it there. I catch it. Yeah, I'm picking up on yeah. it. Well, how can we help you today, Beth? I have a question for um, Dr. Debbie. I have four dogs. Three of them are labs. One is a mixed breed, and they are, I think, senior dogs. Two of them are 12 years old, and the other two are nine years old. Okay. And I have four la- I have three labs and like I said a mixed breed. I was wondering I read somewhere about feeding the dogs. We feed our dogs at night or late late in the afternoon. I read somewhere that as your dog get up gets older that perhaps it's a it's better to feed to split up the feeding, feed in the morning and then at night. What do you think? You know, I personally in general, for any dog, I like feeding twice a day. And there's a couple reasons. It generally kind of coincides with the social time in the household. So it's a bonding time. Um, and I do meal feeding for my dog. So I set it down and it, it's a time for me to kind of reward them and also practice some obedience uh, skills as well. But also it helps to kind of set that pattern of this is what you're going to do for the day. And, and for many dogs, maybe not so much in an older dog, but it helps to decrease boredom if they have things to do at the beginning and the end of the day, something to look forward to. So they're maybe less apt to chew things in the yard or around the house. Um, and then I'd say the once a day thing for an older pet, we might be a little bit more worried about some health problems. Um, if there's any continence issues, then um, twice a day feeding might be a little tough if they're unsupervised for periods of the time. Um, but it does have the benefit of if you feed twice a day, it can help to maybe decrease the risk of something such as bloat, which is a problem, especially in larger dogs when um, if we, it's better if we feed small meals more often than very one large, very uh, big meal during the day. So that would be maybe a health benefit I could see for your situation there. 
but the honest truth is some dogs prefer once a day eating. And if it's kind of ingrained and they seem satisfied, then, then there's no reason you have to change it. It would be more just a strategy to kind of work on some of those other things. And in older pets, we want to make sure they are eating. So um, twice a day feeding does give you that opportunity to really kind of observe their eating and drinking on a more frequent uh, interval. And, and that might be a benefit for the older timers as well. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate your help. Thank you. Thanks for calling today. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five to connect with any one of the Dream Team. Welcome to the show, Lisa. Hello. How are you doing? Well, um, we have a male cat. Um, he was born last October, and um, we're not sure why he's doing what he's doing. What he's doing is he'll get up on the bed and he'll start meowing at the wall. Now, the thing is, it's not like it's an outdoor wall. You know, it's adjacent between two bedrooms, and it's in an RV. And our first thought is maybe a squirrel got in or a bird or something, but um, it, there's nothing there. There's no evidence of droppings or a nest or, you know, little critters or anything like that. Um, it's a blank wall, and he just hops up on it, and, on the bed, and, and he just starts yelling at it. And we try to figure out if it was a certain time of day or after he's eaten, before he's eaten, whatever, and we can't figure out any rhyme or reason to it. Just wondering if uh-huh. you had any ideas. Oh. Now, he's not happened to be a Siamese cat, is he? <laughs> no. He's a okay. cat. Okay, just because Siamese are kind of wacky and crazy, and they do some bizarre things. (laughs) No, but, you know, there's this weird phenomenon that cats um, do this. You know, they can stare at things and um, kind of look almost like, you know, there's someone behind us, like over our shoulder, whether it's staring at walls or what have you. Um, You know, I have to say the honest truth is we don't really know exactly what they're doing, but in many cases we kind of attribute their extreme uh, sense of hearing and their you know improved uh, vision type changes or vision um, that they can see things and hear things better than we can. Um, so in some situations it could be uh, electrical uh, sounds in the wall or water through pipes. Um, you know, um, I'd have to say in an R or an RV in a trailer situation this might be a little bit harder because we might not have as much of that kind of things going on in the wall there. Um, the other thought would be that, you know, the kitty is talking to someone in some other dimension that we're just not uh, in touch with. Okay. I wish we could have helped you. It was free, well, though. I it was toll free. It. it didn't cost you a penny, did you? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Uh, thank a, you anyway. Thanks. Have a great day. one 405 8405 It's free. <laughs> what do you want for nothing? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> This portion of Animal Radio is underwritten by Sandy Ward Books. Cozy up with your furry friend and a great read. Something Worth Saving by Sandy Ward is a wonderfully touching and surprisingly funny story of a fiercely loyal cat named Lily and the unbreakable bond she shares with her human. Clever and observant, Lily knows that you don't have to be the biggest or the strongest to fight for the ones you love. You can find Something Worth Saving everywhere books are sold and learn more at sandywardbooks.com. And thanks, Sandy Ward, for underwriting Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. Phones are open at 1 866 405 8405. And now, an Animal Radio news brief. You know when your dog goes missing and you chase him out the door and you go, Here, tough, here. 
And your dog comes to you because you have a treat and you whistle, right? Well, you can't whistle and a cow will come. A cow was missing for about six months. They finally captured it. This fugitive cow was wandering around the woods around major highways near Georgia's Henry and Clayton counties. And in that time, the cow even found its way onto the road. It caused traffic jams. Well, the Georgia Department of Transportation said they were able to corral the cow and then they tranquilized it. And department spokeswoman Jill Goldberg said the cow's on its way to a better home now. While it was missing, this wayward cow even had its own Twitter handle. They called it Kevin the Cow. You know what? I know it's hard to catch a cow. One time I was fishing with some friends and there was this cow. These guys said to me, five bucks I'll give you if you can go pet that cow. And I said, oh, no problem. I can do it. The cows run away from you when you get close. I lost that bet, by the way. This has been an Animal Radio News Brief. Get more at animalradio.pet. Do you travel with your dog? Of course. My pets are part of our family. Me too. I take Daisy with me everywhere. Right, Daisy? So how do you find out what hotels welcome your dog? I read Fido Friendly, the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Sounds perfect for planning our next vacation. Right, Daisy? It is. Their motto is leave no dog behind, and they have great hotel and destination reviews. Where can I find the magazine? Go online to FidoFriendly.com. I will for sure. Come on, Daisy. We're off to find our next adventure. Need a fix of the good stuff? Get more Animal Radio with the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. You know, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about CBDs and CBD oils. They're the biggest trend right now. I mean, you look on Twitter, anything, and you, all all the websites that have anything to do with animals are starting to introduce articles about CBDs and their efficacy. I got one this morning, though, from the uh, Poison Control Hotline, which says they're having a webinar. This might be something that you're interested in if you're trying to think whether CBD oils are the right thing for your animals. They're having a webinar to discuss the toxicity of it and whether or not it is a good or bad to have CBDs for your animals. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I think being aware of some of the common toxic side effects of anything. So not just, you know, what happens if your dog gets into your stash, right? (laughs) But there's other everyday things that I think pet owners can really help themselves to know when do I need to react and when do I not need to react. And I recently had a good friend of mine who um, rushed their pet in because it got um, a tablet of Advil, um, Mm. they thought, um, and it turned out it didn't. Is Um, that bad or good? It can be bad depending on the pet and the size of the animal, but it isn't necessarily something that's fatal. And in fact, you know, Advil is an anti-inflammatory that, you know, can can be used. It just has a higher toxicity um, level than a lot of the other current prescribed medications. So um, what my suggestion might have been would be, wow, you know, my veterinarian's not available, you can call um, a poison control number and say, you know, the important things to know are what kind of animal you have, how much they weigh, and what the item that they potentially got into. If it's a drug, you need to have the bottle in front of you. If it's, say, a chemical from the lawn, you need to have that bottle in front of you. And you need to know how much quantity-wise the animal may have gotten into. Um, and then, you know, there's a fee to, to pay for this type of service. Um, the one I recommend to my clients is um, the animal po- poison control line um, through ASPCA. And there is, a, I believe, a $65 fee um, if you call in. But that can give you that kind of kick in the 
behind. Yes, I need to rush over to the veterinary office or the emergency hospital, or maybe I don't. And in my friend's situation, they probably didn't need to. Um, on the other end of the spectrum, I have a dear friend of mine who let their dog eat like a whole bunch of grapes and didn't mm. know that they were toxic and um, kind of blew it off. And it just didn't know any better and thought, ah, no big deal. She vomited a little bit and then went into kidney failure. Um, so we were able to pull her through it. But, you know, that would have been something to say, OK, you know, maybe I should just call and check. Um, and uh, there's other resources that, you know, being aware of what the common toxins are, the common plants, the foods that you shouldn't be feeding your pet or have your animal have access to. So I think that's just being a well-informed pet owner. So with your friend, it was just uh, an ibuprofen. What was it? Yeah, it was an ibuprofen and it was a large dog and, um, you know, had the pet actually ingested it, it was well below the toxic level. So that's one of the things that um, in the course of a toxicity that I will do as part of the way I treat a patient is um, I will consult with a board certified toxicologist in call. And uh, in some cases, you know, there's certain medicines that we have to administer, other ones we need to avoid. But in the case of a pet, like in this situation, you know, they would have said, oh, you know what, your dog's going to be fine. That is not a toxic level. And then, um, especially when the pill rolled out from underneath the counter later, then all of their <laughs> fears were allayed oh, because oh. they realized the dog didn't actually eat it. But um, but still, that would have been that peace of mind that might have been helpful to sure. decide if they needed to go. I want to confirm this. So ibuprofen is toxic to our animals, and we should in no case... Uh, under any circumstances, no matter the dose, be giving them this for any you indication? Should, you should not be giving it without a veterinarian designating it. But yeah, okay. like I said, there are other safer products that we would use well before I'd pull out ibuprofen. Is that the same with aspirin or acetaminophen? Yeah, really all of those things. And, you know, some animals like cats are horribly um, sensitive. And, and a lot of these anti-inflammatories are highly toxic to cats. So we really don't ever recommend giving anything like that to your kitty. And if you think your cat has eaten any human drug, um, really, they, they are special little creatures. They are very sensitive. So I would always consult with a veterinarian. Mm, okay, don't treat that catnip hangover with any kind of anti-inflammatories. <laughs> Just the uh, tomato juice and the egg. That's all. No, not even that. Let's uh, go to the phones. We're gonna. By the way, we're going to do a check of the news. We do this at the bottom of every hour. If you're new to Animal Radio, uh, Joey's in the, the break room right now. To my left is Judy. Uh, we have Lori doing news. And, of course, Dr. Debbie. I'm Hal. And we're all reachable at 1-866-405-8405. What are you working on news-wise? Well, the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control, has put uh, out an alert about uh, some animal, actually a marsupial, uh, that is being linked to salmonella. And there's an app out there that a lot of people use for their pets and pet services. You know, people come into your home and walk them or feed them and do things like that. When things go wrong with whatever you hired that person to do, people are being asked to sign agreements that they won't talk about what happened if they were to take the money from the company. Oh, those you know, non-disclosure. those non-disclosure. It's, it's happened again, and so I'll, I'll relay this story to you, and we can talk about it. That's on the way. 
Alan Cable. It's time now for you and your dog. Want to hear that? Yeah. Who's the cute fuzzy little... Who's got the fuzzy... <laughs> who's got the cute little fuzzy... Oh, your nose is so wet. Oh, yes, it is. Oh, yes, it... No, off, off, off the tape, off the table. Good baby. You want to treat mommy loves you? Mommy loves you. Woo-hoo. No, I'm going to scratch the special spot on your tummy to make sure little leg kick. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, I love yeah, that part. And now Times Animals Interrupted News Reports. Here's a kitty that decided to jump on the news person's shoulder while she's reporting. Oh, my goodness. That's a way to start a Thursday, Nicole. Here's a weather guy at the zoo in Australia when a pelican decides to bite him on the bottom. The anchor guy says, do you love it? Let me get it. Do you love it? This dog wants to play fetch now. Okay, go get it. This is Animal Radio, baby. Here is today's top automotive news story. I'm Nick Miles. The independent newspaper in the United Kingdom has identified that four out of five of the best-selling cars in the UK are susceptible to keyless theft, according to research. The Ford Fiesta, Volkswagen Golf, Nissan Qashqai, and Ford Focus could be stolen where the car is opened and its ignition started using a device that acts like a key. The research saw 237 keyless cars tested and found that all but three of them are susceptible to attacks. To see the coolest car features, go to ourautoexpert.com. Our auto expert is brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. This is an Animal Radio News Update. I'm Lori Brooks. A couple in Houston, they're finding out firsthand some of the consequences that can come with letting a stranger on the Internet take care of your pet. This version or their version of the unthinkable happened after they trusted a stranger on the WAG app to walk their Wheaton Terrier. Her name was Winnie. This was back in December. Winnie died on that walk. The husband says that WAG representatives have not even bothered or offered any details as to how 10-month-old Winnie died, other than saying that their dog was hit, like in hit by a car or something. WAG did offer to reimburse the couple $188.71 for Winnie's cremation costs, but the offer letter said the payment would only be made if the couple signed a settlement and non-disclosure agreement stating that, among other things, they would be legally required to keep quiet about what happened to Winnie. And just eight days before Winnie died, another wag dog walker, this one in California, was charged with animal cruelty after police say he kicked one of four dogs he was walking at the time. But you know what's weird is that people are having to sign these non-disclosure agreements. They apparently didn't sign it. They didn't. They said, no, thank you. It was not worth it to them. But I feel like these companies are bullying people into buying their silence. Does that seem right? You know what, the thing, I have to chime in because the, for me, I mean, it's a tragic story, but as a pet owner, the first thing I would do, and I take my dogs to daycare, I make sure that I've done what I can to ensure their safety outside of my app, outside of my presence. So the first thing is to make sure you have a good fitting collar that is safe for walking. And so that would be the first thing I would say. Anybody who hands their pet off to a caregiver, a dog walker, whatever, if you have a loose collar that slips over the pet's head or a harness that's ill-fitting and they can back out of it, 
that needs to be something you correct before you entrust anybody else with your pet's um, behavior outside of that. But then the other things that go along with that are, you know, microchipping, making sure you have proper identification on there, um, explaining any particulars your pet has. So things like, you know, being afraid of loud noises, garbage trucks. I almost lost my own dog on a leash with a garbage truck dumping garbage. So all of those things you need to share with your pet givers, and, and hopefully things like this don't happen. Yeah, that's an excellent point. Would you recommend a martingale over a collar? Just a regular Absolutely, collar? yeah. So depending on what your pet, you know, a lot of like the greyhounds, um, flat collars, you know, they have these little tiny little necks and things just slide right off their heads. Um, so in harnesses, you know, are not <laughs> are not infallible. I have a, a gallery of photos of ill-fitting harnesses that people think they're doing the better thing that's safer for a pet's neck, not going to cause injury, and they can still back out of them. And I've had it happen in my own facility where a dog will back out of their harness and, you know, then you've got a loose dog running loose. So, Yeah, that's that's happened to me before. I've had dogs that slipped out of their harnesses that aren't real friendly with me to begin with. And, oh, thank God I got quick reflexes and was able to grab them. But that's, you know, one of the first thing I ask the owner before I take out a dog is, what is the reaction to things? What are the reaction to, mm-hmm. to skateboards, to bicycles, to other dogs, to loud noises? I want to know what to expect from this dog because I have a bulldog that I watch, and the minute I go out the door, this dog just charges and could knock me off my feet if I wasn't prepared. And mm-hmm. he's just charging at nothing. He just runs out the door full speed. You know, accidents can happen, mm-hmm. and they happen right. to the best people. But is WAG responsible for this? That's my question. And Really, should they be paying hush money at all? Because you need to do your due diligence. You're not going to hire someone right from an app without meeting them and knowing if they're competent and being able to trust them. Uh, Simply pulling someone off of WAG. And I assume that's an app that you just get pet sitters for. I don't don't know if they vet their pet sitters or not. I think they're supposed to. Are they? Yeah. I don't know how or what they do. I would love to know more owner experiences, pet owner experiences, on if you've used these kind of apps and what your perspective is. Because sure. um, you know, I think it'd be something to, to talk about more. It just seems so incredibly insensitive to say, here, here's $189, uh, but you can never talk about this again. Yeah, there's a reason why they yeah. said that. That actually right. raises more suspicion. Exactly right. Uh, but if you use WAG, call us. Let us know more about the experience that you've had with yeah, it. Yeah, whether it's good or bad, we want to hear. You guys both had some excellent tips. Hedgehogs are so cute, I think. If you get a chance to hold one, you might find it difficult to resist giving it a kiss, like on their furry belly, but I tell you, do not do it, okay? There's a new alert out from the Centers for the Disease Control and Prevention warning that hedgehogs have been linked to a recent outbreak of salmonella, infecting 11 people in eight states, and most of those who were affected are children. Now, of course, salmonella is usually contracted when somebody eats contaminated food, but it can be spread from animals, including reptiles, birds, rodents, dogs, and cats, to humans. And hedgehogs can carry salmonella in their droppings. Even if they appear to be healthy or clean, uh, those germs spread easily to their toys, their bedding, all over their bodies. So humans, according to the CDC, should wash their hands with soap and water after coming into contact with a hedgehog or any of its environment. Some other precautions include washing hedgehog habitats outside of your house and making sure that hedgehogs don't wander around the house freely, especially near areas where food is stored or being prepared. Do you put your hedgehog in your mouth? 
No, I don't. Um, do you kiss you know, it? I do not. You know, hedgehogs do this thing called anointing where they kind of groom and spread saliva all over their quills. So, you know, pretty much, you know, their mouth has been where just like a dog everywhere. Um, so, yeah, I don't think I would kiss them. They are in- adorable. Um, but salmonella, is it's its common with these guys. This isn't necessarily a new thing. You know, veterinarians know about this. What I think is the public doesn't recognize that. And it's important for people to be aware that this sure. is a common thing we see in these guys. It's just like turtles, right? The same thing with turtles. They they often yeah. carry Yeah, Yeah, and, you know, occasionally, I've, I've seen an occasional hedgehog that actually gets sick with the salmonella, but in many cases they just carry it. Um, but uh, mm. it can happen in either situation. Do you have a lot of uh, hedgehog patients? I mean, we see a good amount of them, yeah. I don't think they're one of the most popular pets out there. I'm, you know, a little hard to pet. Are they, so <laughs> it's, it's quilly, not soft, right? Is they're it, quilly, yeah. yeah. And, you know, they can they can be very um, sweet when handled. And, I've you know, I know pet owners that um, they can be wonderful pets, um, but you do have to handle them and get them kind of used to you. Um, so it has to, you know, it has to be someone who really wants to spend the time and not just have a pet put in a cage. That's, I don't think, fair for them. Are they nocturnal? Maybe it's because... Yeah, they are nocturnal. So that's another thing is that, you know, if you're, um, you know, not a night person, if you're a morning person, you know, they're most active and going to be feeding in the night hour. So you may not even see them doing their thing. They'll be kind of sitting and hiding. But, you know, they're they're fun. You know, they do need to eat insects. Um, so that can be a little off-putting for some people. Um, you can get them chow as well, you know, hedgehog chow. But, what are, are they marsupial? Uh, what are they? They're a mammal. A mammal. So, they are a mammal. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, I learned so, so much. The, isn't their belly soft? I always thought their belly was soft. Yes, they are. Yeah, they're very soft. And I'd have to say the average way that I examine a hedgehog is one of two ways. One is we put them in a plastic container and we look from below. <laughs> and that's part of the exam. <laughs> the other part of the exam, um, especially if they're not really good with being handled by strangers, is we use gas anesthesia. And pretty much everything has to be done while they are immobilized uh, because they just um, they do this interesting thing where they kind of ball up and kind of hop. And it's kind of like a... And then they kind of pop, and they'll, you know, it's not like their quills don't come out like a porcupine, but they could hurt you, you know, if it's uncomfortable. You don't want them to, you know, injure themselves. Uh, so yeah, they're they're fun to play with. How long do they live? About four to six years, but I'd say you know we've seen some up to eight years. I think up to ten years is kind of the wow. the maximum lifespan. Where do you get the bugs for them to eat? Pet stores, um, there are actually bug supply um, places that you can get it. And I can tell you, oh, great holiday story. I um, bought my nephew um, a whole smattering of uh, insects for his lizard. And they arrived in <laughs> in Chicago, kind of, you know, freezing weather. So they had to go to the post office to, to pick them up. And they got a hard time picking them up. And they're, I guess, worried that people are going to steal packages. And I said, well, don't tell them, don't worry. Leave them there. The cockroaches will take over the place. And. And all of the little worms will turn into moths and take over the place. If they don't want to release them to you, <laughs> make sure they give them to you. But, um, yeah, so there's some really good um, supply houses that you can feed those kind of animals as well. Bug supply house. Never heard or even thought about something like that. Me either. And the better part of it is, this was my sister-in-law that I sent them to, and uh, there was a rule. She said, no cockroaches in the house. Um, but when I explained how healthy they were for her bearded dragon, um, then she kind of said, okay. She said, so now i got to feed the bugs 
and keep them alive that are going to be fed to my lizard? And I said, well, yeah. I mean, you're, you can't eat all of them right away, so you got to, like, oh. feed them. So she had to get little, like, habitats for all of them to kind of hang out in and, and reside until they were Oh, and I bet, doom. She, bet you're her favorite person now, aren't you? I, I think it was like it was like getting that, you know, that toddler, the piano or the horn for Christmas. Yeah. You know, getting the bugs for my nephew was kind of put me on that list of, okay, <laughs> well, this scrumptious serving of Animal Radio was brought to you by the grain-free Red Barn Naturals canned food for dogs and cats, always made in the USA with natural, functional ingredients to support your pet's optimal health. You can learn more at redbarninc.com. And thank you, thank you, thank you, Red Barn, for underwriting Animal Radio. I'm Lori Brooks. Get more breaking animal news anytime at animalradio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. Check out Animal Radio highlights. All the good stuff without the blah, blah, blah. Browse on over to AnimalRadio.pet. The Black Cloud Sound Dot AF1 headsets have a built-in FM receiver with dual dynamic drivers and customizable EQ and sound effect settings. They're capable of delivering beautiful sound. You can also tune directly to any FM radio station without internet access. Visit www.blacklood.com. Create your account and order Sound.AF1 by inputting the radio station coupon code Animal Radio to get the special 10% off discount. Hey, hey, this is Davy Jones here on Animal Radio. Just want to say look after those animals because they look after you. Have a great time. See you soon. Bye. Live at the Red Barn Studios, you're listening to Animal Radio. Here's Hal and Judy. Okay, we've been posed with the dilemma. Yes. Who will our flashback be? Which celebrity? So many guess? choices. Thank you for all your suggestions. We have suggestions like country artist Lori Morgan. Oh, yes. The late actor Leslie Nielsen. Elaine Boozler. Joyce Brothers. She was one of our first guests here on Animal Radio. <laughs> you met her personally, didn't you? Way I did very back many, many years lady, ago. And I did check during the break, and she is no longer no with, us. with us. Yeah. Uh, by many years, in fact. That shows you how much I'm out of the loop. We also had <laughs> Emmy Lou Harris, and we had Davy Jones, oh, uh-huh. one of his last interviews, and uh, uh, Dom DeLuise. Buddy Hackett uh, couldn't actually find the Buddy Hackett audio. He was, we, yeah, he was one of the very first ones. Also, way back, yeah. Like we had negative numbers for our show. We're on a thousand two now. It was like negative three hundred. So we did decide on comedian Paula Poundstone, who you can obviously still hear on NPR radio and all over the TV. Oh, she's a crazy cat lady, isn't she? We're not here to judge. Okay, I have three. I have three kids, sixteen cats. Yeah, wow, sixteen cats. Yeah, and you know, people say to me all the time. You know, I get when I say how many cats I have, I get that that sort of judgmental gasp. You know, <laughs> you know that one. And they go, "How did you get sixteen cats?" And I can tell you exactly how I got sixteen cats. Which I, I had fifteen, and I got one more. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> And I think the fact of a question like that really concerns me about America's relationship with math. <laughs> Not that hard to figure out. I, I ended up, I, we, we, I, I have a, 
I have a lopped bunny, a, a bearded dragon lizard, and one ant left from my ant farm. Yeah, oh, yeah. I had an oh. ant farm when I was, and I couldn't keep those ants alive on a bed. But you have one ant still I'm left. I'm the exact same way. I can't keep them alive on the farm. Can't <laughs> kill them in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> so he's just hanging out in his little, is it a little Uncle Milton's ant farm, one of those green ones? That is exactly right. Where, you know, and, and I'll tell you, part of the reason I, I'm fascinated by ants, they have such a work ethic, you know. <laughs> I mean, they couldn't have but a teeny bean, you know. They, 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 they can't be the brightest creatures on the earth because their heads just aren't big enough. And yet they know exactly what to do, right? The minute you pour them in, because you don't get the ants when you buy them. You have to buy the ants separate. Oh, yeah. uh-huh. So you get the farm, and they put the sand in the farm, and then it's just solid sand, and then you put the ants in, and they get to work right away. They tunnel um, within the first day of having them, they've got pretty much everything under control. They have, sometimes it depends on the ants, but for some ants, they actually have separate rooms for different things. Um, for example, um, uh, they, they have a burial ground, which I know because it's full right now. I only have one ant left. <laughs> and uh, they even have a period of mourning, although my ants haven't been able to uh, have that because uh, he's doing all the farming on his own right yeah, now. Yeah, that's so, what I was thinking. It's yeah. kind of a lonely thing for him. And usually they work together. I can't imagine one single ant. Uh, yeah, you know. he pretty much cries and plows, cries and plows. <laughs> Uh, back to the cats, because you know what? We, when we moved into our house, we had, you know, people, when they tell the landlord how many cats they have, they usually divide it in half. You know, if you yeah, have... Yeah, they only admit yeah. to half of them. Yeah, that's if, right. If you have four cats, you say you have two cats. Now, you have no, you own your house, obviously, I would imagine. No, we, we rent. You rent. No, we only have three cats. Three cats. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, you don't... You're absolutely right. It's sort of like hiring a contractor. You know how they always say you have to... For, con- for, for construction, my son is kindly making a loud noise. Well, you have you have three kids that you've adopted. I, do, I have I have I have three kids, but two of them are really hard, so it's like having sixteen. <laughs> now, who takes care of like cleaning the litter and all that? I mean, that's a lot of litter to clean. I do it. You, I can't imagine you walking around from litter to litter cleaning them all day uh, long. Yeah, you know what? I, you know, I have a callus on my hand from uh, sifting. I swear to you, uh, it is my job. I, I always have sort of a little. Uh, I'm always kind of, you know, vibrating ever so slightly, uh, and, and, and uh, you know, from the sifting motion, and uh, you know, my hand is always kind of rocking a little bit, and, and uh, people sometimes think it's, you know, some sort of neurological problem, and I say, no, no, it's, it's sixteen cats. Um, and you know, once you have sixteen, by the way, a lot of the love goes out of it. You're, you're more of a you're more of a cat haver after that. You have them; they're here, and I take good care of them. By the way, but they're uh, you know they're annoying beyond belief. Well, I'm a little concerned about your bearded dragon and his constitutionals. How's he doing? Why? What's wrong with the dragon? Well, there was a little problem there for a while, but he's uh, he's good now. He's he's good. Actually, you know what? At one point, I took him out. I put him on a, a, a leash, and uh, his head. Slowly turned because you know they have eyes sort of almost on the side of their heads. And uh-huh. His head slowly turned sideways, and he and he looked up and just froze for a while. Uh, like you could tell, he was thinking, "You got a really big hole in your screen." <laughs> <laughs> he's sort of used to a, a you know a somewhat somewhat limited life, I guess. But uh, I, I, it's, you know, I can never tell. He seems happy to me. He seems like he's not constipated anymore. No, thank goodness. That was a horrible episode in our lives, I'm telling you. Nothing worse than a constipated bearded dragon. Well, you know. No, and by the way, in, in terms of uh, in terms of waste product, oh my heavens! Really? Yeah. You know what? Forget nuclear weapons. <laughs> Forget a large arsenal. Take a plane. Fill it with that. Uh, you know what? Any nation 
Without who I will. <laughs> okay, there's this week's flashback with comedian Paula Poundstone. Remember, there's a whole bunch more frivolity over at AnimalRadio.pet. And I, I know I say it every week. The time has just flown by. It certainly has. Thank you so much for joining us today. Remember, if you need your fix during the week, you could head on over to AnimalRadio.pet. Yes, .pet. AnimalRadio.pet. Or you could download the Animal Radio app for iPhone, Android, and BlackBerry. And of course, if you have a Yorkshire Terrier, a Shih Tzu, a Pug, or a Mini Schnauzer, check out Dr. Debbie's great Kindle reads over at Amazon. We have links to those over at AnimalRadio.pet. Have yourself a great week. Bye-bye. Until next week. Bye-bye. This is Animal Radio Network. Network.